ओम ज्ञान चिमिरंधस्य ज्ञानंजन शलाकाय चक्षुरनीलितम येना तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः well the first sentence doesn't the first sentence sometimes second initiation given along that doesn't really fit with the question what does second initiation signify the way it's written it doesn't have any relationship with it but that's another question together are these all your questions on of these these are all yours oh it's a Oh, there's a whole bundle of them. Okay. All right, let's start off with this. Uh, why is second initiation sometimes given along with first initiation, and sometimes, generally, one has to wait? What does second initiation signify? Oh, this is a very big question. Important. generally it's stated that one is only initiated once you only take once in your life this has to be understood contextually because there there are various kinds of diksha for instance uh the yajaman or the person who is for whom the sac- who organizes the sacrifice and for whom it is performed he also takes a, a diksha just for the yagya So when it's said that one takes diksha only once in one's life that uh refers to certain kinds of diksha because one may be initiated several times in one's life for as a as a yajaman Yeah we need sundana shamma the magic touch It's all in the wrist motion So uh yeah this is a very big arena of topics uh so we well, yeah uh now uh we quite often see that our gorya acharyas at least in recent generations they would and still do initiate people who have already been initiated someone who's been initiated in a bogus mantra or a bogus sampradaya that's not considered initiation and so initiation is awarded that is done on the basis of the shastric statement what is that avaishnava no no avaishnava mahodya what is that ah uh? hmm there's another one beginning avaishnava No no not that one there's another one anyway the the purport is that uh if one has received a mantra from a non vaishnav hmm I can't hear it's not a very well known verse no no it's not that one either these are all related but there's a specific one which comes in haivalas which I can't remember which you'll find it in that book Brahmana or Vaishnava and it Prabhupada quotes it also No no that's another verse these are all related but that's another verse specifically states that uh if one has taken a mantra otherwise you go to to hell 
if you don't take the mantra, puna, puna mantras vidhina, something like that. According to vidhi, one should again take the mantra. If anyone's interested, they can ask me later and I'll look it up. Or you can find it in that Brahman and Vaishnava book. I'm sure it must be in there. Uh, also, people who have been, uh, who have received Upanayanam in the Smarta Sampradaya, Gorya Acharyas, they freely initiate them without compunction. Diksha is defined as Divyam Gyanam Yatodadyat. Kurvat papasya sankshayam. Hmm? Tato diksha vidhane. Hmm? Where is the last line? Kovidas. Hmm? Yeah, anyway, the first two lines are the important ones. Hmm? Tasma diksha iti prokta. Deshika is tatlakovita. Yeah, the first two lines are. What is called Diksha? The D stands for Divyanganam, spirit, spiritual knowledge. And Ksha for Papa Kshayam, or destruction of sin. So there are various kinds of initiation, or Diksha. No, oh, in the other one, yeah. Yeah. In the other one, within the other one, we forgot. Um, yeah, Vaidiki Diksha. Pan, uh, yeah. There are many kinds, but the. Uh, oh, and another important point is that every human being is supposed to be initiated. Without initiation, one is considered an animal, because uh, human life is meant for spiritual progress. So one who doesn't take Diksha is considered just on the animal platform. So that we find until recently in Hindu families, it was considered very important that they should get diksha. In caste families, by Upanayanam, and in... Uh, well, it's not caste family, means the three higher castes by Upanayanam. And Shudras and lower, they would be uh, initiated by some process or other, that uh, by pancharatriki or agama diksha or something or other. However, uh, due to the progress of Kali Yoga, tataschanudinam dharma, nangshant, it becomes, day by day, dharma becomes uh, vitiated. Uh, it, instead of becoming a spiritual function, it became a more of a social function, which is still strong among the caste brahmanas, or those who consider themselves brahmanas due to their birth. Among most brahmanas, there are, right now I can think of three things which characterize them as brahmanas, family brahmanas. By their name, by the fact that they administer upanayanam to their sons, and that they try to get their sons and daughters married to sons and daughters of other brahmanas if they don't run off with someone else before they manage to do that. None of these three things have got anything to do with being a brahmana according to the actual meaning of brahmana. Although previously being born in a brahmana family 
had significance when the culture was being maintained. Yeah, actually in Brahmana families, there's, in many of them, there's quite a good chance of being, more chance of being vegetarian at home than others. And there are some who still practice to some extent or other their religious practices. So Vaidiki, Pancharatriki, which falls within Agama, there's also mentioned Pauraniki initiation, which is practically meaningless. Pauraniki. Yeah, they're all meant for uh, imparting spiritual knowledge and guidance to the uh, disciple. And uh, Diksha, the crucial point, is mantra or imparting a mantra along with knowledge of the meaning of the mantra, the method of chanting it, and so on. So in Vaidiki Diksha was uh, imparted within family lines with the idea that uh, those boys born in Brahmina families, they are uh, coming from, they are eligible by their birth to receive such diksha. Diksha upana, it's it's a little different. Actually, it's a different term. The idea is that in a family in which all the customs and rituals of Brahminical community are being maintained and in which uh, all the rituals for birth, beginning importantly with Garbhadhan Sanskara, have been followed, then the uh, child born from such conception should automatically be uh, eligible for initiation into Vedic mantras. So Upanayanam is a ceremony in which a boy is uh, awarded, uh, approaches, is awarded a Brahmana thread and is sent for instruction in the Vedas, or at least in one Veda, which would consist of learning by rote a Veda, at least one Veda. By rote means you learn it by hearing, by repetition, and then you learn it mechanically. And actually the Vedic mantras, uh, when chanted by qualified brahmanas, they were very powerful, which is why the system was there of killing a cow or a horse before a yagya with the idea that the brahmanas would revive that killed animal by chanting mantras. So that showed they were qualified. They had the purity and the expert pronunciation so that their chanting of mantras was powerful, which would uh, show that the yagya that was to be performed uh, could be successful by the, uh, by the power invested in the brahmanas. So... That very briefly is an overview of Vaidiki Diksha, which is not applicable in the modern age. Although uh, Srila Prabhupada was... Yeah, and other things the Brahmanas they would do, they would light 
the fire for the yagya by mantra, no matches. It was of, it often used to be quoted in Iskon when I joined, and for several years after that, that Srila Prabhupada had said that the children of my disciples' children, they will light this sacrificial fire by mantra. Uh, in Kali Yoga, the Pancharatriki Diksha is recommended. The uh, Pancharatra is a section of Vedic knowledge which can be imparted to, to uh, others than uh, persons who are not eligible for Vaidiki Diksha. Vaidiki Diksha requires some purification that one may have attained over previous lives. And thus one is born in a suitable family in which one will be thus initiated. But in Pancharatriki Diksha, the only qualification required is sincerity to serve Krishna, which is the essence of all Vedic knowledge anyway. Yeah, that verse... Uh, Srila Prabhupada would sometimes quote, Yatha Kanchanatam Yati. Kang Syang Rasa Vidhana Taha Tata Diksha Vidhanena Dvijatvam Jayatein Rinam. That just as bell metal is converted into gold by an alchemical process, so by the process of Diksha any human being can attain to the status of a twice-born. Kangs. Kangs, it's called. That's the word in Sanskrit. No, it's not brass. It's ashtadhatu or kangs. Anyway, they maybe don't... Now, this is an interesting example, isn't it? You say, use an example to... Of something which is well known to demonstrate something which is not well known. Just like in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna gives the example that when your old clothes, when your clothes become old, you discard them and take new ones. In the same way, when the body becomes old and useless, you get a new one. So an analogy uh, states a well, a well-known, easily understandable phenomenon and uh, and along with it states uh, a less well-known one, a less well-known parallel one, and in this way the analogy uh, demonstrates a uh, a less easy to comprehend point, less easily comprehensible point. So it seems that at some point it was just like a well-known thing that you can convert this uh, bell metal into gold by an alchemical process. We don't see that nowadays. In Chaitanya Charitamrita also we find Chaitanya Mahaprabhu using the example that just as so many jewels can be produced from a chintamani, he uses that as an example. We don't see that nowadays. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. We're not going to have time to cover these questions. I mean, if I get past, I have a whole list of questions here. If I get past the first one, I'll be doing well. Uh, 
Yeah, so the, the analogy is that something of a, of a gross constitution can be changed to something of a much more valuable constitution by a certain method. The Vaidiki initiation, actually all initiations, it, it's a bridge between the material and the spiritual. For it, It's, yeah, okay, say that. And the whole Vedic process is a bridge to take one from the material sphere to the spiritual sphere. The uh, general process is by Varnashrama, which is not inherently spiritual, but which uh, saves the, hu- the human being from gross degradation and which gradually prepares him to come to the spiritual platform. So the Vaidiki Diksha, that works within the Vanashram institution. That after performing one's duties in Vanashram, gradually one is elevated to the, one is born in the Brahmana family, then he becomes eligible for Vaidiki Diksha. Although, that is the general process, although it may be, there are, there are many exceptions also, in which people are not born in a Brahmana family, they are nevertheless accepted uh, for initiation into uh, Vedic instruction. And by that instruction, one is... Uh, then within the Vedic knowledge, there's Karmakanda, Jnanakanda, and the, the actual spiritual level just begins with the Jnanakanda. Atato Brahma Jignasa. What is with inquiry into the nature of the spiritual. There's nothing spiritual before that. Dharma is generally executed on the mundane platform. So the Pancharatruki Diksha, that works independently of the Varnashram institution, disregarding all previous qualifications or lack of them in most cases, uh, it immediately takes one to the spiritual platform, which is possible by the mercy of the Vaishnavas. And actually to come to the properly spiritual platform, that's always by the mercy of the Vaishnavas. If one, uh, even after many, many lives of executing Varnashram duties and even being initiated by Vaidiki Diksha, unless and until one uh, comes in contact with a devotee of Krishna who points him toward Krishna, then it's, as we read this morning, Shrama Evahi Kevalam. It's simply working without any uh, valuable or real result. So in Kali Yoga, the uh, Pancharatruki process of initiation goes on. But for the Holy Name, there's also no need for initiation because it is the birthright of every living being to chant the holy name. The holy name is, uh, of course, from our status, we, we think of it as the means to success, but the holy name of Krishna is Krishna. The holy name of Krishna is not, from the, li- from the liberated platform, the holy name of Krishna is not a means, it is the end. Who was Haridas Thakur's guru? We don't know. <laughs> he was chanting. He was chanting. 
All of our chanting together is not equal to one syllable that Haridash Thakur is chanting, which is why we need initiation. Uh, because there are various levels in chanting the holy names, and without guidance one cannot uh, come to the proper standard of chanting. So, so far... We've been speaking about Diksha, but the word Guru has not been mentioned. Obviously, Diksha is given by a Guru. Mantropadesham is given by a Mantradata, a person, the person who gives the mantra. So, uh, the role of the Guru is uh, essential. That's accepted in, in, uh, in all, in all, uh, types of diksha, whether it's karma kanda, jnana kanda, even tantric, which is completely strange. Or even to play a musical instrument, to shoot arrows, a guru is required. In uh, the Vedic culture, there's no teach yourself something or other in 30 days, books, there's no such thing. One cannot learn anything without the mercy of a guru. Ah... Uh, it's not the, the role of a, it's not just a teacher. The role of a guru is not just a teacher. But the, uh, it's understood that the imparting of knowledge is a mystic process. I was thinking what to say, how to translate that mystic. It's, uh, we could say alokic, rahasya purnam, rahasya purnam, alokic, what do you think? It's not, it's not necessarily spiritual, but it's mystic. Vichitraman, isn't Huh? Sukshma or something. Anyway, it's difficult to say. We'll have to get a Sanskrit expert here. Um, yeah, and even if one does learn something, by yourself, it's not counted. It's not considered proper. It's practically an insult to the uh, to Saraswati and to all the acharyas of that branch of knowledge. And even if one acquires knowledge by an illicit process, that knowledge can never help him. As in the case of Ekalavya, Karna, we see that they tried to trick their guru, but it didn't work. It, it, the knowledge worked against them, ultimately. So, uh, of course, some schools emphasize this more than others. Please come. In the, uh, in the current Valab Sampraday or Madhva Sampraday, we don't see the the role of the guru emphasized as much as in the Gorya Sampradaya. It would require some research into the history and philosophy of the Sampradaya to see how that is at the how that has come to be at the present time. But initiation, we talk in Iskom, we talk about first and second initiation. Although you are actually one only can take diksha once. That's because initiation into the holy name it's. Uh, it's a different kind of initiation to that of mantra diksha. 
it is uh, it's some it's sometimes referred to in Gorya literature as Nama Diksha, with the understanding that the holy name, the the, the Mahamantra, that is the Mahamantra. But at the same time, uh, it's it's not a Vedic mantra of the type that's a secret mantra. Generally, the uh, Vedic mantras are secret mantras, or even if somehow or other they become well known, it's understood that they they don't have effect unless they're imparted by a bona fide guru to a bona fide disciple. But the holy name is. Uh, it's the essence of all mantras. So, uh, and the holy name is uh, by the mercy of Krishna. That's open to everyone in all places, all times, and all circumstances. So, imparting the holy name—that is, <coughs> there is no uh, other qualification required to receive the holy name. That, but that, but one has at least initial faith in the holy name. And that initiation is, uh, one is given the holy name, and then one is supposed to accept guidance into understanding what is the holy name and the process of chanting. Anyone in any time, place, or circumstance can chant the holy name. But when one is serious to uh, practice Namba Bhajan and, be, and uh, surrender to Krishna, then uh, one is awarded the holy name by a Vaishnava guru who instructs in the method of chanting and particularly instructs what are the ten offenses against the holy name that are to be avoided as well as other all aspects of devotional service. So uh, without, all, without the mercy of a Vaishnava guru, um, even though anyone can chant in any circumstance, without the mercy of a Vaishnava guru, uh, the holy name will not manifest to, uh, yeah, to the chanter. Mm. Actually, what we call second initiation, or what we call Brahminical initiation, it's not necessary for going back to Godhead. Actually, in Iskon, following Srila Prabhupada, we call that Brahminical initiation. Why Srila Prabhupada called it Brahminical initiation? Well, I'll get round to explaining that, maybe if we have time. Because that is actually uh, Vaishnava or Vaishnavi Diksha. Mm. By which, yeah. So uh, at that time certain mantras are imparted, secret mantras, with uh, mystic significance. In this case we can say, uh, spiritual significance, which uh, these mantras are not meant for wide distribution. They are nama, yeah, they are namatmaka mantras. They are mantras that are uh, based on and which uh, yeah, based on the holy name, but they have uh, yeah, they invoke certain. Uh, aspects of of rasa in relationship to Krishna. The um, the mantras that we are given in Iskon, the uh, the mantras for worshiping Krishna, 
they are mantras for worshipping Krishna in the Madhurya Rasa. And there are other mantras which uh, other gurus may impart which are suitable for attaining the association and service of the Lord of Krishna in other rasas and for worshipping uh, Lord Narayana in his various aspects such as Nrsimha, Vamana, Rama. Now initiation uh, into these mantras they are generally not awarded immediately there's some time taken to see if one is very serious to practice Krishna consciousness Srila Prabhupada said that uh, first initiation is given to give a chance and but then when it's seen that practitioners are serious then they may be awarded with second initiation Srila Prabhupada was obviously a very powerful Acharya and he often awarded Harinam Diksha to people who were Harinam Diksha, Mantra Diksha, Sanyas Diksha, to persons who uh, didn't appear to be very qualified. Mm. Now, uh, yeah, there's no actual need for, for going back home, back to Godhead, to take these, uh, this initiation into the, uh, mant- the various mantras, if one is chanting the holy name. But uh, that may be awarded to refine and define one's uh, spiritual advancement as it becomes more solid. One meditates on Krishna by chanting these mantras. Now is the time for doing so. Sandhya. Mm. But these are, yeah, these are, Srila Prabhupada's general system was to award the, uh, that initiation after some, seeing that if someone's chanting the holy names, they're doing so seriously. Then he would offer that. Brahminical initiation. That uh, Brahminical initiation or that is also required for performing fire sacrifices and worshipping the deities. There are certain uh, bij mantras which are only to be uttered by persons who have received that initiation. Because it requires a certain level of purity to uh, chant those mantras effectively and to chant them without uh, offending. So that's generally awarded after it's seen that someone's becoming purified by chanting the holy names. Sometimes Srila Prabhupada awarded Brahminical initiation uh, along with the first initiation. If he saw that someone was particularly qualified, it was not very commonly done. In, yeah, in principle, there's no need of any anyone by chanting the holy name they become qualified to uh, perform sacrifice and worship the deities. But again, there are levels of chanting and levels of purity. It's not that someone just 
someone smoking a cigarette and we ask them to chant Hare Krishna and then we say, okay, now go on the altar and offer arati. Although maybe the, the person who's, chant, who's smoking a cigarette after some time, he is on the altar offering arati after, being, after having given up his cigarette smoking and, and following the Vaishnav principles. Uh, here's a question. If a Vaishnav, yeah. Yeah, it's not actually necessary to uh, have this Brahminical initiation to become purified. The holy name is all purifying. The holy name is all in all. The holy name is, the Maha Mantra is, includes all other mantras. Then why have Vaishnava Acharyas awarded this uh, Diksha and also given the sacred thread to persons not born in Brahmana families? One reason is to show that Vaishnavas are no less than uh, Brahmanas, born Brahmanas who are considered the purest and best in human society. The status of a Brahmana is automatically included in the status of a Vaishnava. Brahmanatva. Brahmana means uh, one who is, who understands the spiritual or who is uh, attempting to understand the spiritual or one who is reciting the Vedas. But a Vaishnava is, uh, already understands the spiritual to the full extent because he understands Krishna as Purna Brahma, the, the complete absolute truth. Yeah. Yeah, the absolute truth is never incomplete, but that term is used uh, to delineate the, underst the understanding of Brahma as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as distinguished from those who do not understand the Supreme as the Personality of Godhead. Sarve Veda Yat Padam Amananti. This, all the Vedas, they uh, state this point. What is that point? Vedaisya Sarvera Vedaha. Krishna is the object of knowledge in the Vedas. So even without understanding all the Vedas, if one accepts Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he's the best Brahmana because he came to the point of understanding the Vedas, of, of what all the Vedas are aiming at. But it's often very difficult for people to understand that someone who's a very cultured, high-class family, Brahmana, knows the Shastra, knows Sanskrit, knows how to perform sacrifices and all these things, is in a lesser position than someone who's from an uncultured family, uh, who doesn't know any Sanskrit, and simply chants Hare Krishna. There are various verses which uh, which establish this point. Aho bata svapacho togariyan yaj chivagre vartate namatu bhyam tepas tapaste juhuvur sasnaraya brahmanucha namagrinanti yete. Devahuti says to Kapila that even if someone is born in a family of dog eaters, which is very gross. But if he chants your holy name, then it's understood that by doing so, he's already gone through all the Vedic, by, by, he's gone through all the Vedic process or surpassed them all. It's understood that he's performed all the austerities mentioned in the, all the purificatory processes like tapasya, austerity, Bathing, yeah, bathing in holy places, reciting Vedic mantras and so on. 
चंडालोपी द्विज श्रेष्ठ हरि भक्ति परायण हरि भक्ति विहीन चंडालोपी द्विजोतम चंडाला which is you know, quite a ferocious figure is better than a dvija which means generally means a brahmana can also mean kshatriya or vaishya if he is attached to hari bhakti uh, but uh, hari bhakti vihinascha if one is devoid of hari bhakti then he is even if he's born in a very high class brahmana family he's he's actually a chandala then shat karma nipano vipra mantra tantra visharadaha a vaishnava guru nasyat vaishnava svapacha guru who who can be a guru one who is expert in all the vedic processes but is not a devotee of krishna can never be a guru in the true sense of the term but one even if born in a family of dog eaters uh who is a vaishnav such a person is a guru so the status of being a brahmana is actually very much less than that of a vaishnava the whole vedic process is an interface between the material and the spiritual i already said that to raise one from the material platform to the spiritual platform and uh particularly when com- one comes to the status of a brahmana that is the point in which one is supposed to come to the spiritual platform that's that's the great opportunity but if one is stuck on the material platform of thinking i am a brahmana and performing sacrifices for material gain uh then he's no better than an ass actually even a, maybe a cultured ass but his knowledge his actual his understanding is no more than that of an animal so one major reason that the vaishnava acharyas awarded the uh diksha with thread is uh to show that Vaish- vaishnavas are not less than brahmanas they are brahmanas in the true sense of the term although the traditional brahmanas would never accept this and how can they be a brahmana they're not born in a sharma or mishra so any such family they don't know sanskrit black skinned how can they be they're ugly how can they be brahmanas but actually a vaishnava is much more than a brahmana which is why it is lamentable when we see within our vaishnava society that people are pushing i want brahman initiation is it because they think that you know i'll become some i'll be, become something more by getting brahmanical initiation they think they're going to get to the status of these ass like brahmanas it means they really they didn't it means they're not fit for being brahmanically initiated awarding the sacred thread is for the ass like people to accept the vaishnavas as not being a uh, low class but if the if the vaishnavas themselves are in that consciousness of thinking i will be of a higher status by having a thread of, over my shoulder then they didn't understand anything at all about vaishnavism so there are external reasons for preaching for awarding that and also the mantras imparted 
they are um, spiritual mantras. So they're material reasons. Not exactly material, but... Uh, yeah, we can call external. Not, not material, but external and uh, internal features of the initiation. Now, uh, these mantras, by the way, uh, that are imparted in Vaishnavi Diksha, that's not the same as in Vaidiki Diksha. The Pancharatriki mantras are mantras for worshipping Guru, Goranga, Krishna, Radha, Nityananda, Advaita, uh, Rama, Narsimha, Lakshmi, various Pancharatriki mantras which may be awarded. Whereas in Vaidiki Diksha, the Gayatri Mantra, the Brahma, Brahma Gayatri, there are various Gayatri Mantras. What is called Gayatri Mantra is what is uh, more correctly called Brahma Gayatri Mantra. Now, Bhakti Siddhanta Svartakwa uh, unconventionally awarded, along with Pancharatriki Mantras, the Brahma Gayatri Mantra to persons, to his disciples, even if they were not born in Brahmana families. This was, yeah, this is unconventional even within the Gorya Sampradaya. Actually, he would award the Pancharatriki mantras, and then after the disciples had chanted that, then, he, then after that he would give them the Brahma Gayatri mantra. So there are many, yeah, okay. So there are many subtle points to be understood. Uh, it's said if a Vaishnav automatically possesses all the qualities of a Brahmana, that's the first clause of this sentence. Well, that's not necessarily true, that a Vaishnav automatically possesses all the qualities of a Brahmana. That the status of a Brahmana is included in the status of a Vaishnava doesn't mean that a Vaishnava automatically has all the qualities of a Brahmana. Are these questions in some kind of uh, logical order, by the way? Because I'm just going through them. One, two, three, four. So, do they follow one after the other? Not really, no. It's a, it's a mixed bag. They're all, they're all interrelated topics. Okay. It's not... See, this is a common misunderstanding of, of the Prakrita Sahajyas and, sorry to say, common even among our devotees in, a, in the modern Vaishnav society, followers of Srila Prabhupada, that automatically, by, by taking initiation or by chanting the holy name, automatically you're transcendental to the material world and you're completely pure. Whereas it's practically seen that people take to the life of a Vaishnava, but uh, their material, uh, or the traits which they, yeah, they carry the traits of their material conditioning. It's not that they just change overnight. All of a sudden you get initiated, then all of a sudden you grow two wings and fly off to Vaikuntha. It doesn't work like that. The example is given of, Srila Prabhupada gave this example, analogy, that when a fan is spinning and you turn it off, 
these fans were spinning for about two hours in the whole camp, right? Yeah. When the fan is spinning and you turn off the electricity, off the electricity goes off without turning it off, then the fan continues to spin for some time. The effect of the fan continues even though the, the effect of the electricity continues even though it's detached from the cause. So even though one takes to Vaishnavism, the effect of the material conditioning may continue for some time. But this analogy refers to someone who takes to Krishna consciousness in all seriousness. Or it, uh, it is appropriate according to the degree of seriousness with which we take to Krishna consciousness. Because if we take to Krishna consciousness but still we maintain material attachments, we're not very serious, then we're not fully detached from the cause of the conditioning and our conditioning may continue for many years or even for many lifetimes after taking to Krishna consciousness. So it may not be that, that someone who takes to Krishna consciousness that automatically they possess all the qualities of uh, vidya vinaya sampanna brahmana, a brahmana who's actually knowledgeable and humble. And the next point in the question is a big one, and we're going to end here. We can continue this discussion. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. It's a big, uh, so many things to discuss. So we'll finish now, because if I go into this point, then it'll be you know at least fifteen minutes. So I hope you've understood these things a bit more. Maybe you're more confused than when we started discussing. It's also possible. <laughs> I think those who have studied these topics, they can follow the thread of discussion. If not, you may be more confused. These are technical points, but it's, you could say, ad advanced according to the general level of discussion within our society. These are somewhat advanced topics. So if you can't follow all this discussion, then... You better read Prabhupada's books more and discuss also with devotees all these various points. And actually, even if you don't understand all these points, it doesn't matter if you have firm faith in the holy name of Krishna. If we have firm faith in the holy name of Krishna, and then that is completely sufficient by Krishna's grace to achieve all success in spiritual life. But to establish that among people who are somewhat learned in these topics and don't believe in it, then some devotees at least should understand all these which all these technical points. Please give this to me tomorrow. Maybe we shouldn't maybe we should just take general questions because it may be above the heads of most of the people here. Maybe I can just discuss it. No, for you maybe. You've been reading Prabhupada's books for I don't, 15, 20 years or something. But for most... For most others who are coming new, they don't know what we're talking about probably, isn't it? So, so uh, anyway, we may just go on to more basic questions tomorrow. And then maybe with a few devotees, we can do, then we can just discuss it in English. It'll take less time also, if you want. There's, all these points are discussed actually in that 
Brahmana or Vaishnava by Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur. Actually, they're not all discussed because there's after that there's Prabhupada who took the who took it to another the Varnashram incentive initiative. Sorry, he took it to an to another stage. So if you all kindly stop inviting me to all these different places, then I'll write books and discuss all these different things. <laughs> which I discussed to some extent in Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Vaibha, but then the next stage, Prabhupada's, how he took the Varnashram initiative to the next stage, that hasn't been yet philosophically analyzed by anyone in, in detail as far as I know. So that requires to be done.